we talk about what we want to talk about. Because we're off the clock. It's your boy, Melvin. And your girl, Sharon. Repping HBCUs, educators. And black love. Remember to share, like, and subscribe. Hello and welcome to another episode of After School Talk, where I'm your host, Melvin. And I'm your co-host, Sharon. And we in the building. In the building. Alright. Hey, we make a move this whole podcast thing. I'm proud of us and for continuing it for... We, we, we have a... Uh, we get two years, right? Yes. Alright, yeah, we've been doing it for a while. Two, two years. years. Still going. Um, and I was out yesterday and somebody was like, hey, you, you got a podcast. You and your wife got a podcast. I was like, yeah, we got a podcast. I'm like, yeah, we, me and my husband, we think about doing a podcast too. And I was like, what happened? So y'all should do it. Um, so, uh, I just want to say, like, people really be listening to us. That's, yeah. And we'll 16, talk to you about it out in public. 16,000 downloads. Good gracious of life, man. Um, oh, it's just like I was walking yesterday, ran into my sorrow, and she was out on the track, walking on the track. And stopped me because she was listening to the podcast and she was walking and was like, I know that ain't dudes. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, love her, that's love her. crazy, man. We really doing this thing. Yes, we are. Um, So this past week has been kind of eventful in our uh, circle, our family. Um, So I do want to take some time out to acknowledge um that uh we, okay, so let me start here. If you listened to us since the beginning, you've heard the episode with my my dad, um, where he served as basketball coach at Payne College for over thirty years, and so he recently lost um one of his players from his first championship team, the team from '94 that you cannot tell me is not the Chicago Bulls team. That's that's who they are. That's who '94's team is to me, with uh Marcus Allen as Michael Jordan. <laughs> so, uh, that whole team loved him to death. So Gerald Phillips uh passed away this past week. Um, and in particular, uh, you and I had a conversation of how, um, number one, this would have been a great opportunity for the college to, um, honor him as well as that team and, um, show people the importance of HBCUs and the community that it brings because several of the people who commented on the post that was made about his death, um, one of his former players, Terry, um made a post and they were talking about i like, somebody said uh mr quick that's what they call him they were like mr quick um he was my quarterback for the first intramural um team my freshman year you remember who was on your intramural team your freshman year of college yeah that's some hbcu stuff right there because we are a family like these guys did not lose a teammate they lost a brother and that is the beauty of going to a historically black college and having those memories that are vivid. This guy went to school there in the 90s. These guys are now late 40s, early 50s and have vivid in-color memories of their college years. And so I tell people this all the time. Yes, in death, it can be sad. And, you know, it is very diff- something very difficult to deal with. I have extreme challenges with dealing with death. Brings on a lot of anxiety and those kind of things. But if there's one thing I know for sure is to be so thankful that I chose an HBCU. It's so thankful because there are people, I'm telling you now, I have students now who don't even remember who their last roommate was last year. Then don't even talk to them. I had a student literally point out to me. That's my roommate right there. I said, do you talk to her? No, I won't ever talk to her. Wow. 
really you know whereas when you go to hbc you remember all your roommates like we you those are people you probably gonna meet back up with for um homecoming or you keep up with them on facebook like you you live i live with you like we we are close and you know we ain't necessarily you was a little bougie so you had apartment style dorms but you know i was over here thugging it where it's me and you we right here next to each other girl we sleep in the same room we all share four showers with 40 girls so um and yeah you can sit here oh i can't do that and that's why you ain't got no friends from college now so don't do it i love i love all of my hbcu people all of my pain college folks um so i'm thankful that these guys at least had those memories together and are able to continue and share that and i wish the college would understand the importance of acknowledging when there is loss within the family that that's a moment in itself or that or that's a, a point in itself um like you say hbcu is a family so you know, when a family member passes away, you acknowledge it, you have a ceremony or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think and hope your HBCU would be the same thing. And and my thing is, this isn't this wasn't just just a student that went to pain, but he he was an athlete and mm-hmm. he was in the Hall of Fame, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. They the pain the college team. Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, it's just certain certain people just like Hey, let's let's say something. Let's put something out there. But but then, Payne College had the whole display or whatever for the first black golfer that went to the Masters. Don't don't. But, ooh. but he he wasn't even he wasn't a Payne graduate, Payne graduate no. student for a day or nothing. But y'all had a whole banner for him or whatever. Yeah. What he had to do with Payne? The level of ignorance. Let's but be that, honest. Let's call a spade a spade, baby. But that was a big name, you know, in the city, and nothing against him. But it, um, but when you but I get what you're saying. What but when you look at a family member, somebody that y'all like went to this school, dedicated their time as a student and an athlete, mm-hmm. you took it upon yourself to put him in the Hall of Fame and no word, no acknowledgement. And you can't but say be clear though. Know. Be clear. They this bad. ain't the, let's go back to Wyman's death. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. guy was not from Augusta, Georgia, but stayed here after he graduated from this school, dedicated his time as a as a cheerleader, as an orientation team member, all of that stuff. He gets shot and killed in the city the school is at. No word. No yeah, nothing. Yeah, can't say you didn't know. Come I'm clearly it's on the news where in the same you know what I'm saying? Like it's one thing somebody died over in California. I don't you know, nobody know or whatever. Let's say you can you can hold pretend, but he he it was right down the street. We could walk to where it happened and nothing. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, you got to do better with that. You got to do better with that. You have to do better with that. You have to, no excuses, mm-mm, point blank in the period. And so Melvin already told me not to um do a whole episode on it because y'all know I go in. So we're going to switch it up and move on to our, <laughs> into our next topic. So we have been with nostalgia and the whole hustle collection. And we are, I am thankful for every sale of every shirt. We will be sending those shirts out within the next um, week and a half. Um, so I'm so ready to get, get those orders out to you guys. Um, and one of the big inspirations for the hustle collection was the movie, what? Juice, baby. The movie Juice, starring who? 
Tupac Shakur. Come on, Tupac Shakur. 1992. <laughs> so, Juice is one of the movies that inspired um, two of the pieces from this um, collection. Um, the black women got the Juice shirt, and then the Juice Crew shirt, which has the characters from the show on the um, from the movie on the back of the shirt. Ryan, now, Q, Bishop, and Steel. Yes, uh-huh. right. Very good. Um, so, the film features four black males that Melvin just named. Um, they're growing up in the hood, um, a very urban area. And they are looking for a way to come up on some money. That's normally the way it goes. And so the hustle is that they're going to rob this convenience store. That's the, that's the way they see that they're going to be able to get the money they need to get. But things take a horrible turn. Um, Bishop basically turns on the whole crew. And is he has some of the most iconic scenes in black film from this movie. So That part right there. <laughs> Bishop having some of the most iconic scenes iconic. in this one movie. One movie from nineteen ninety two. But I'm talking about in the movie, like from the beginning of you know just being the happy go lucky friend, like hey, we down since second grade. Da, 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 da. All right, we got a plan to rob this dude to first kill, second kill, third kill, fourth kill, fifth. It's like. Right, and then uh, uh, the interaction he has with the different friends of the, of the crew, mm-hmm. one unit took out, and now you having confrontation with the other two. Like he had some moments in this movie where it's like, bro, Tupac is really acting. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> and, and I can't tell. Like this joint is believable. <laughs> This dude is really crazy. I watched um, an interview of the four guys, mm-hmm. and you realized like they were really young. They really were young. so immature. Everybody in, the in that movie was young. Samuel Jackson, yeah, like he, <laughs> he might have been thirty something in that movie. They were young, and then, and every time that like the reporter asked them a question, they look at each other and get the giggling and stuff. I said, "Oh my god, if this ain't home team." Um, for those that don't know, it's Melvin and his crew, his crew, his juice crew over here. But okay, so let's get into this, a couple <sighs> of things though from the movie. Um, and like I said, go to nostalgia. Just go ahead. Spell like the website for once and they know where to go cop them shirts so. in s-t-y-l-e g-i-a dot com that's nostalgia in s-t-y-l-e g-i-a dot com cop a shirt or two um so first thing i realized is that there is a and it, and it may actually be within movies and film that they do this but a thing about having four friends Okay, it's mm. like a quad idea. Let's even go to something like uh, give it to me. Girlfriends, girlfriends, living single. Like it's four. Mm. So what's this four? It's this element of four. Like you, you have the four people, and it's it's where these four people are supposed to balance each other out, and they all have these different things. Sex in the city is for women. Mm. It's always four, and I was like. This is crazy. What it's it's interesting that that is like that, and that in my own circles I see where there are four people. I thought about you. I mean, your mama ain't playing this, but it's four of you. It's four of you and your brothers, and there I could literally take Juice Crew characteristics and apply them to the four of y'all. Like who's who? Yeah, nobody nobody is as crazy as Bishop, but Vic there, is there, Bishop. I was about to say, but there is definitely <laughs> one crazy 
the brother. One brother that's crazy than the rest, the rest of us. Yeah. If we need to go there, it's going to be yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we know John going to be Raheem. And we know Steven going to be Steel because he the baby. <laughs> and then you cute. Like, oh, Lord. What 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 in the heaven? I need to get everybody back together. Yeah. So then I flipped that to, to my group. Like, my friends. Okay, we got we got Ray, Dez, Heather, and me. Heather going to be Raheem. <laughs> I'm going to be cute. Ray, Ray got to be Steel. These are her friends from uh, elementary school. That fake elementary school that they went to. My what? Elementary school. See, that's why you ain't never learned nothing in school. <laughs> this is why. This is why you be over here struggling. You know your elementary school. You tell, and, then, and then had all that the other day to tell me I ain't even learn how to read. When I was, <laughs> you probably didn't. I did. And y'all didn't learn basic math facts. Whatever. Hey, but I tell you one thing. But my group, the one who is bishop is really bishop. <laughs> I don't know what you talking about. I plead the fifth. I don't know what you talking about with that. Y'all can't tell me he ain't really. And then even go ahead all that. Like, why I gotta be bishop, sir? Sorry, have you seen your rap sheet? <laughs> like you, you're a bishop. Just go ahead and accept that. <laughs> um, so like I said, um, it was it was where I really realized that each you had a character like Q who was more so reserved. Um, he had a dream. Like I feel like every every crew has a dreamer. That person is looking for a bigger picture thing. So crew is out. Uh, um, so Q is out here trying to be a DJ. So he's getting his music game together. He's going into these auditions because this is back in the day where you got to bring the crate and the turntables. So my team from '94, y'all and know, records. yeah, y'all know Biz used to, to have to bring records. the records to the game. He, he wasn't no laptop back then, so he got to bring the crate with the records. And so that's what he's trying to do. Then you had the suave one, the ladies' man. You got Raheem. Right. So even with, if it was a female crew, that's the girl that's you know more so lover. She likes to go on dates. She's just a you know. Um, What's the word? Like more romanticized about things, right? Mm -hmm. Then you got still the clown, the funny one, cracks jokes, always gets crack jokes on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just the young one of the group, not even thinking about what we about to do in the future. I'm just happy to be with the crew. Mm -hmm. Just happy to be hanging with the crew. And then you got Bishop, the crazy one. That one you know is going to set it off. I'm always on my grimy ish. Mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm just. If you that need dude, me, like, call it me. It is what it is. It's about to go down all the time. I will set it off. <laughs> okay? So that's the balance. And we see, like we said, we see that so many times in the different groups. So if we think about it, if we look at Living Single, just comparing it to that, Raheem was Regine. Mm-hmm. Q was Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. Bishop was Max. Still was Sinclair. It's a balance of these characters and this thing. And I was like, that's interesting. Just in your friendship and your friendships that you will see. Not that I've seen it's a quad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. That was the thing. Now, let's get into this famous scene with Tupac. And I'm going to call it the I Am Crazy scene. And you know what? Because I even said I was going to just a little clip of it. Just put a little clip. So, at some point, they robbed the convenience store, right? Mm-hmm. And Q, not Q, and Bishop ends up killing the store owner. Store owner. They so when he kills the store owner and they run away from the convenience store. They all shook because he wasn't supposed to do that, but he done turned crazy. Not supposed to do that. Looking like, bro, you, <laughs> you really. So they get to the, they get to their little hideout spot, and they looking at him like, "What's going on? Why did you do that?" And then he ends up getting into a scuffle with Raheem and shoots and kills Raheem. And what I want to say, that scene is the definition of that escalated quickly. Absolutely, <laughs> that is the definition of it, right? We go from we are friends about to commit a crime to now I got to turn on you 
due to, I guess me me being now, now I don't know who the snake is in the group. I feel like I gotta protect myself at this point. But the right, uh, Steel and Q start to distance themselves from Bishop at this point because they know he's going crazy. Mm-hmm. That's why I say this is the I am crazy scene. Now let me go ahead and warn you: there is some graphic language in here, but I need you to hear the words that Tupac says. To really understand just how crazy he is. Okay, so let's let's get into this. You know what? When you said that last time, I was kind of tripping, right? But now, you fight. I am crazy. But you know what else? You. I don't give a fuck about Steel, and I don't give a fuck about Raheem either. I don't give a fuck about myself. Mm. Look, I ain't shit. I ain't never gonna be shit. And you less of a man than me, so as soon as I decide that you ain't gonna be shit, <clears throat> so be it. You remember that, motherfucker. Because I'm the one y'all need to be worried about. Bad, bad. Partner. Please believe he sold that scene like that. If if you needed to know what crazy was, that was that's that was definitely it. it. That was definitely it. Cause here's the here's the other part that she didn't play. The scene starts out where um Q is just looking at his locker at school. First of all, how did they get all this time in the hallway when the bell done rung? I teach high school, so I know how it go. When the hall when the bell ring, teacher look out in the hallway, everybody's gonna be gone. But so how they get all the time in the hallway? Um don't you remember that sometimes some places don't have tardy rules right. like other places? Next day, they doing all this loud cursing in the hallway at the school. But anyway. Um, Which we also were accustomed to. At, at, at a former school. Um, but anyway, uh, the scene start out with Q looking in his, in his locker. And when mm-hmm. he goes to close the door of the locker, boom, there Tupac is. Or Bishop. That's where Bishop is. Standing there looking at him crazy. But then it flips to... Hey man, we've been friends since second grade. Da, 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 da. Like that's that's. He literally goes, "What's cool. up? What's up? I'm just like, checking." Da, da, da. I ain't heard from and you. And then it turns into, "Boy, I'm crazy. I don't care <laughs> about you. I don't care about me. I don't care about that. This and the third, and I'm gonna take you out the game if you say something or if I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, you just jumped over. <laughs> just all the emotions just came in this one, one scene. Go back to that Facebook post I made about. We need to teach emotional intelligence. I'm telling you, in I'm schools, telling you, he just all of them. Yeah, all of them. Some of them ones supposed to be using that one scene, but he, he killed it though. <laughs> On top of that, let's let's. I think the 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 twist of the knife in that scene is when he said, "I don't give about Raheem. I don't give a f about you. I don't give a f about still." I don't give a f about myself, <laughs> sir. You know somebody crazy when they say I don't care about myself, mm-hmm. and he literally said, "Cause I know I ain't ish." Mm-hmm. And when I say that you ain't gonna be ish, pow, It'll take you out. Good Jesus, what? <laughs> Where have we gone wrong from second grade till now that you just like I don't care? But I think it goes to that. Bishop already in the movie really and truthfully had some little indications that he wasn't all the way put together. Right. But when, and I'm going to get into that on the next point. So I need, you know what, just hold on to the fact that there were cues earlier on that said that Bishop wasn't always together. Hold on to that. And let me finish it by saying this. People have even said that Tupac's persona um, within the rap game 
is a part of that that character of Bishop that he never really snapped out of this whole like uh I'll take you and me out mentality. Mm-hmm. Um but I also think that is if you watch the movie and know that there was a rival gang, well, I, no, hold on, let me be real clear. There was no rival gang. It was a gang attacking these four young guys. Um, and the fear of them, you know, literally putting out a knife in, in his nose, like, and threatening to kill him and him living in fear like that every day was eventually, I'm just going to snap and be like, all right, who want it? Right. I don't even care. It's like that kid at school that's getting bullied. And eventually they just, they had that moment they they just snap and you like yep couldn't take it no more so it's like he had that moment and so what he's recognizing is that having this weapon gives me the power and show and then and and to solidify and affirm that i have the power i gotta kill somebody because once i do that not everybody respects me and 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 fears me yeah and my power level is going up because that's that's the thing once he got the gun in hand from the very beginning when uh raheem yeah when raheem brought the gun and was like, boom, this is it. He got it in his hand. It was like the light switch flicked, clicked on, and boom, I'm the man. I got the power. I got this, that, and the third. I got my first kill. Power level goes up. It's <laughs> like a, a video game. Every time you take somebody out of the game, you get some more points. And he he felt himself getting points and getting powerful. And, and the, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 what is it? Um, what's the what's the show? Um, Dragon Ball Z. He, got, he had the power up, boy. He had the power up every time he took somebody out. And and I, that gun is definitely uh, symbolic of that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie of of just this is all I need to to be the person I need to be. Mm-hmm. So you think. So you think. So you think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then at the very end, when he did not have the gun anymore, what happens to him? He ends up dying. So then, all if we, power is lost. Symbolically, are we looking at the fact that? You know, it's kind of a physical and a mental state of who got the juice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So who got the juice? Initially, he thinking, because I'm carrying this gun and I got bodies on it. Like, I got the juice. And then in the end, when he died and that last dude looks at Q like, well, who got the juice now? Well, in all actuality, he never really had the juice. Right. Right, <laughs> that's right. fake. Mm-hmm. Okay? That is fake when you feel like what I got to do is have a gun and that's what's going to make me confident and everybody's going to bow down to me. No, that's not what you should have been doing. Even to say like, okay, we got to go rob this place. Well, why can't we just let uh, Q win this win this DJ competition and see if that jumps off? Why well, I got to be that we got to go to this extreme? But right. in the environment you in, the the mentality is that's how you hold yeah, the juice. That's, that's what you look towards. Yeah, that you being being the man on top. But side note, um, this was a revolver, and what I what I think I know about revolvers is they have max six or eight bullets. I don't know which one it is, but. If it was so hard to get a gun, I know it had to be hard to get bullets. But he didn't. He shot in this movie. I, I think about twenty six times. Man, Where you get all the bullets from? It was already die. hard to get a gun. So now you mean to tell me he didn't shot this revolver twenty six times in the, in the movie? They need to show him re up putting bullets in. He went to uh, what's the they say he got him from the man Shine or, or whoever the guy was. <laughs> Sweet, that's the name. They got the gun from Sweet. They need to show him going back to Sweet to get some more bullets. Cause there ain't no way in the world. I only remember he shot like three. Oh no no no, cause he shot at the party. Okay yeah yeah okay. Yeah, <laughs> girl, you man, he got he got twenty six bullets in a revolver. That's crazy, man. That is crazy. He got the extendo clip on a revolver. I ain't never heard of that before. You remember that episode of the Cosby Show? 
where the dad takes uh Theo to the movies, go see a country western, and <laughs> Theo was like, This man done passed by the same rock for, for twenty times <laughs> in the movie. He said he done shot this same gun three thirty times and he never reload. I was like, Yeah. Never. Yeah. We ain't got time for that. Matter of fact, I think he shot I think he shot nine times in one scene. Like when him and when him and Q was fighting at the very end, right before he died. And he would run out. I think he shot nine times. There's no way possible for him to have shot nine times with a revolver. I could be very wrong. (laughs) Even in 1992, they may have had some high-tech revolvers. But from my understanding, you ain't supposed to have that many bullets in a revolver. Gotta flip that thing out and reload it. Yeah, and that takes time. (laughs) That takes time. Somebody should have been got cute. I mean, uh, Bishop. Yeah, Bishop. Anyway, back to our points, though. (sighs) He shouldn't have had that many bullets. (laughs) That's one point. of the points. That's one of the points. Add that to the oh, document we're going to be talking about. I know, right? 26 bullets in a revolver. In a revolver, baby. So the other thing, too, is this. I think the part about that movie and why I can't characterize it as a hustler movie is because, you know, at some point, you just you just willing to die for whatever it is that you believe in that you're trying to do, right? Um, it's, it's this okay we got to do this everybody all for one one for all however now i'm saying that in the context of they're doing some activity they shouldn't be doing but if we in the we in the grind of doing this business or we in the grind of getting this degree or we in the grind of marriage or we in the grind of um it's bettering ourselves spiritually health wise all that kind of stuff all for one one for all we all in this ain't no ain't no one man bigger than the crew like that i i, I love that mentality when it's when it's for something applied to something that you should be working towards right and so that's the thing about it is a lot of the times you'll have people, you know, we was growing up, our parents like that hey, music y'all listen to and this, this, this. Yes. But can we acknowledge that uh, some of the philosophies, if not uh, several of the philosophies in good music and in good film really can be applied to your everyday life and how you need to to get yourself together. Q constantly working on his music and doing doing what he need to do to eventually get in there and meet Queen Latifah, impress her, and then get to be in the showcase. Like, that's a hustle. Like, this is what I'm this is what I'm trying to do if I'm really out here trying to be a DJ, right? Goes back to watching Sterling DJ. Sterling DJing on the yard with, you know, somebody else's speakers and barely having enough music on, on his laptop and that stuff. So now, like, yeah, I'm a DJ at a whole radio station, and I go out here and I get paid to do this, and I've, and I've traveled to go... Um, DJ, like I, I keep my hustle up. But here's the thing: the Juice Crew, who is in your crew, is what you gotta really step back and take a look at. Because in the end of the movie, we see not even in the end, midway, right? We about a third in. Tupac done turned on everybody. Mm, everybody, right? Killed two of the two of the people out the Juice Crew. He done killed. Them. Well, he still ain't died. Well, not yet. Well, okay, he, no, he shot him. He shot him. Yeah, he, yeah, he but he was trying him. to kill him. Yeah. Sure, he was trying yeah. to kill him. And with then trying to kill, uh, and then trying to kill Q, right? So, like I said, there were indicators early on that Bishop wasn't all the way right. Mm-hmm. But you want to still keep your crew together, right? So you're going to allow him to still be um, a part of it, and as well make decisions for all of y'all. But if no, if no one man is bigger than the crew, you should be able to check him and be like, hey, hey, hey. It ain't going down like it that. It ain't going down like that. I don't think we should do that. That ain't a good idea. And don't you ever think that what you're going to be able to do is harm one of us. Because that's how no one man is bigger than the crew, right? Let me go a little deeper. I had this conversation with some students the other day. And I told them, they were, you know, explaining. I'm change the situation to, uh, how they be saying on TV shows, the 
to protect the innocent. <laughs> that's it. So I'm changing the situation up a little bit. You have a friend that's just still wants to be friends with somebody else, right? Like I just, but that's my that's my homeboy. I still want to be friends with him. That's my homeboy, right? And everybody feels bad because they know that the homeboy uh, really, you know, he he talk about her behind her back and um, I don't know, steal money from her and da 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 da, right? But I'm going like. Wasn't he always doing that? Didn't he do that to somebody else before? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but but see, with her, like they got really close and da da da. Mm-mm, then that ain't that ain't his fault. Why we mad at him? So he showed you he was a snake before y'all became friends, and you still decided to be friends with the snake. Mm-hmm. And this is where when DMX said this, which is still a play off of what Maya Angelou says, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them believe them this is what happens is your ego gets so big that you feel like well they ain't gonna do that to me i can change them you cannot i can change y'all listen to that cat williams skit where he was talking about the tiger in the zoo and when the kid fell into the into Mm -hmm. the thing and the tiger was like "Uh uh-oh yep it's go time now he he did exactly what he was born to do to do (laughs) a tiger did what a tiger's supposed to do when you mad at the tiger no, you cannot have that that philosophy. You can't have that that um thought process of of that somehow you're going to be the one to like you said change them or they won't do this to you. Yes, they will. That is what they do. I had it's another in si- their, it's in their nature. That's, that's it is good. Another situation. A friend sued another friend. So this friend tells me they not talking to this other person no more, and I was like, oh, I didn't know y'all fell out. Yeah. He tried to sue me. Tried to sue you. So what what it was was that the friend realized in order to get more money in a situation that happened, uh, my bad, bro, I'm going to have to sue you. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm going to get more money, right? And so I'm looking like that is just the ultimate betrayal, right? So the person said, well, I kind of ain't surprised because you know this person was it been a thief. Like they've been a thief all their life. Well, 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 well. As we now sit in and reflect then on the past, why were we friends with the thief? Mm-hmm. Why were we in situations with a thief? Why do we think and believe, yeah, they did it to them, but they ain't going to do it to me? Yes. Why do you tell yourself that? Why do you tell yourself, but they won't do it to me? Because I feel like some of that is lowering your standard. Slick, 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 slick. That if I have a standard of, I don't rock with nobody that's no thief then don't rock with nobody that's a thief. But see, what you do is put your guard down, lower your standard, and be like, uh, but this is different. I'll make an exception. Right, and making an exception is how you end up like Raheem with a bullet in your chest. Mm-hmm. And people don't even know that your friend that's at the funeral hugging your mama is the one that killed you. Because mm-hmm. you have to be really in tune with the people you let into your circle. The people that you really want to say that's your crew. I've seen a lot of people get mad at some friends, people who they thought were their friends. And I'm like, I don't think that was really your friend to begin with, but you ain't want to see that part. You want to see what the dream was. Because mm-hmm. this ties to relationships too. He been a cheater. <laughs> or she been she been a cheater. They they never cleaned up. They You've been to their house a million times and seen that they ain't clean up. It wasn't going to change when y'all got married that they were going to clean up. He was always bad with his money. <laughs> Hello. He ain't, never, he ain't never keep a job. She ain't never keep a job. Ain't never. So you thought, oh, we married now. We're going to be much better. No, 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 ma'am, no, sir. No. At all. She was mean and nasty when she was your girlfriend. She's going to be mean and nasty when she's your wife. Like, yeah, ain't nothing going to change. Um, the, the book I'm reading right now, um, 
today it actually the part one of the parts I read today was talking about cutting ties with with certain people or certain kinds of people. Yeah. Um, and when you recognize that you know this is not somebody I can associate myself with to to help my dream or push my dream further, you got to cut them ties. And sometimes it's not just oh I won't talk to them on the regular. No, some people you got to cut off altogether. Because then mm-hmm. you, if you keep me in a little bit, you'll find yourself going back to them wholeheartedly, 100%. Mm-hmm. Not even realizing, wait a minute, I, I just said three months ago that I need to cut this person off. I mm-hmm. cut them down a little bit, but I ain't cut them off. And now I'm right back, you know, back back into their graces of being almost best friends. And, and now, now I'm back not doing what I'm supposed to do. Sometimes you got to cut them off completely. And we call that dog vomit. Because a dog will vomit and then lick up his own vomit. And that's what you'll do. You'll get rid of and get that out your system, right? And, and then here you go, right, right back, back to it, to lick it. it back up. No, 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 you got it out your system. Let's you go. disgusting piece of <laughs> You nasty. When you think about it like that. That, that is disgusting. Let me hit you in the chest with this part too now. Um, with having the dog vomit that you're going to lick it right back up, we will disguise that as loyalty. Yeah, you're telling yourself. Cause I'm loyal. I'm a loyal friend. That's why I'm a stick to. I'm a loyal girlfriend. No, that's stupidity. Mm -hmm. That is stupidity. That is not loyalty. You are stupid. Okay. Because what you're doing is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. That is the definition. You heard that before. Yes. Of really, it's the definition of insanity, but it's also the definition of stupidity in my book. You can't do that. You've seen what it is. We have seen it for face value. What it is. I just watched you shoot our friend. I now know you are a killer. <laughs> yes, let <laughs> let me killer. let me not <laughs> try to be in your circle. Me. Right, 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 so right. I need to distance myself. Mm-hmm. Which is what they tried to do. But you see, they hey, tried. are you in a situation? <laughs> are you in a situation when now it's too late? Let it go on too long. You let it go on too long. It's too late. It's Maybe no reverse. Too, too much. Yeah, is is it is now to the detriment of your life if you try to get out of this. That's not what you want, right? <laughs> so, listen, you got your different crews out there. It needs to be a healthy balance of the four. Well, whoever your bishop is should be that they know how to ride it after you and the crew. <laughs> but that taking each other out. Right. <laughs> it shouldn't be go that it shouldn't go that far. <laughs> Don't wait a minute. I ain't got matter of fact, you, you need a bishop in the crew, but they mm-hmm. shouldn't go quite as far as the bishop did. hmm Yeah. You know what it made me think about too? Those TikTok videos when the person is like, Oh, but he called me and they'll show themselves talking as like the heart but then themselves talking as the mind mm-hmm. but then themselves talking as like the devil or the Jesus or whatever mm-hmm. right it's like yeah you need a healthy balance of all these characters mm-hmm. you do need a healthy balance of all these characters in your life because they all play a certain role you know one tell reminds you that love is still out there one reminds you to just be funny one reminds you to keep your hustle on one reminds you sometimes you got to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. but a little you don't want nobody that's giving you too much that messes you up right. everything should be uplift at the end of the day the and people that are around me should be giving me some type of uplift there you go and i was about to say on the um, all y'all should be able to check each other with no problem. Like if you if you mm. true friends, you should be able to check each other and still get right back to to it's all love. Like I'm, I'm saying this because I think you need to hear it, and because mm. I've been watching you from this angle, so I'm gonna tell you this right here. But I still love you. Now we we still ride or die for each other. Yeah. So you should be able to check each other, and but it still be lo- all love at the end of the day. Uh, yes. This movie, this movie is, you know, when you get older and watch it, it got some points to it, baby. It's different when you look at it with a different lens. Yeah, you watching it when you're younger, it's just like, ooh, ooh, kill, ooh, Ooh, he turned on him, ooh, he fighting, (laughs) ooh, he checking him in school, ooh, they cursing in school. (laughs) But now it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, 
Jesus. What did this symbolize? And hey, and if you twenty six bullets, <laughs> if you watch this, then you know the other movie that has a lot of the same. Uh, well, but just be honest, all our hood classes got the same underlying theme. It is a snake in the group, from from juice to paid in full to uh, get rich or die trying. Um, Minister Society, all of them got an underlying theme of like there is a snake in the crew, and this is how you gonna get caught up thinking that you're gonna be able to do all these illegal activities with people that you really can't trust. <laughs> okay, at all, at all. All right, y'all. So we are gonna get out of here. We didn't get y'all enough enough juice for the day. I almost said tea for the day, but enough juice for the day. Y'all make sure y'all go to the website, check out those new shirts that we got. We nostalgia n s t y l e g i a dot com nostalgia n s t y l e g i a dot com dot com copper shirt. They want to be sit on sale until December, and then they're going back into the vault, and we yeah, would they have make our... it to December because they they, they and move I'm, them. I don't Yeah, this email be jumping every time somebody pick up a shirt. So yeah. y'all keep doing what you do now. And real talk, that black woman got a juice shirt. I got a feeling it's gonna be gone. I really do. That's I'm the one. To get into my creative bag coming January to get something for the fellas. We we come. We about y'all to come can wear black on. women got the juice. Well, yeah, we, you, we and you can wear about. ask about me. That's that's true. That's true. I can't think of what the other ones are. Oh, juice crew. Juice crew. It will be. Tight if you got four friends that you got the juice crew shirt. Yeah, That's got, what I want to yeah, see somebody do. You got four friends and you know who everybody is. Hey, go and get the go, go and get, get that four of them shirts. Yeah. Go and get four of them shirts. Somebody do that so we can y'all can take a picture and we can post it. Take a picture anyway. If you buy a shirt, take, take a, picture. a picture. Take a picture. Send it to us on Instagram or Twitter and all that kind of stuff and all the other places to follow us. Yep, follow us on Instagram. Dog Team Educator, Educator with a Q. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Sean Dukes on Instagram and all that good stuff. All right, holla at y'all later. Peace.